I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. This next one though, yeah. it may sound good, but this is just one of the dumbest trades for this team I've ever heard. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Ted Lasso lover, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Just breathe. That's, that's the only thing we can do right now. Stressful 24 hours, 48 hours, whenever you're listening to this. But we're not here for election coverage, so we're here to move on and give you a break from it if you've been like like us you've probably been watching the tv a lot zoned in um no matter yeah what side you're on you're anxious to see what happens uh, in our country moving forward you're really familiar with counties in michigan and nevada and you know pennsylvania and who i've I've never seen somebody on a touch screen so much (laughs) um I've never had the news on so much. I've never seen my wife want the news on so much. She hates the news. My wife um, too. Same thing. I, it has been. I've had to just turn it off. I I've seen. So if there's anything, guys, take breaks. Take take some yeah. breaks from it. Give yourself. I, I had to go on a walk. I had to like just do other things to get my mind off of it because it was just bogging me down. So hopefully this is a break. If you're listening to this, this, this next yes. 30, 40 minutes can be a break. For yeah. You. Besides just our personal experience, we're not going to talk about the election at all again, just like yesterday. So if you thought that we were going to talk about it, we didn't. So that's what we are not talking about. What we are talking about is good Lord. You didn't like Ted Lasso. How did you not like Ted Lasso? What a great show. I, this is my new thing. Avatar, is still my favorite show, but Ted Lasso is my new, like, everyone needs to watch that show. And Isaac watched the first episode, and he did not like it. I will watch all of Ted Lasso before I watch Avatar. I understand this. I've, I've moved on from you. I've given up. I just, I'm super boring when it comes to comedy stuff. I don't like comedy TV he shows. He doesn't like The I Office. I don't like any, I there's just not very much stuff that makes me laugh. And when it comes to like TV shows or movies and it just, it's random movies here and there that I enjoy as far as like funny. So, but again, I will recommend everyone watch Ted Lasso. It's, it's a light in a dark world. It's what everyone needs right now. Ted Lasso is on Apple plus anyway. All right. On today's show, we are going to break down, man, so much stuff happened. There's trade rumors, all kinds of trade rumors about Drew Holiday, Buddy Heald, and Gordon Hayward. We're going to break down trades the Mavericks could do for all those guys. Not all at once. That wouldn't work. And then we're also going to briefly touch on, let's do it right now. Isaac, the NBA Board of Governors and Players Associations will hold separate meetings on Thursday, expected to culminate with an agreement on starting the 2020-2021 season on December 22nd and playing a reduced 72-game schedule. That is according to ESPN. So... We are now less than a month away from training camp. Yeah, that's insane, man. That the fact that this time next month we'll be in training camp and the draft, free agency, we'll be all done. Of that there will be trades that have happened and all of that. But 
I was holding my my takes on that for Friday's pod, but yeah. assuming that it gets approved tomorrow. I'm sure we'll go deeper into it tomorrow. Yeah, we just wanted to briefly touch on it because that was the news that happened today. So looks like it's going to happen. I'm not surprised on this. We'll have no. we'll, we'll talk deeper about it on Friday, but we just wanted to touch on it briefly. All right, let's do our five-star Apple Podcast review question. This is uh, a question coming from Jay Landis. He said, best podcast I've ever listened to. Didn't even put Mavs or Aww. sports or anything. Just best podcast. Appreciate that. What's up, Jay? He said, if you had to choose between these two scenarios, butterfly effect here. Oh, here we go. Mavs trade for Oladipo, make it to the finals in 2022 or 2021, but you don't get Giannis in free agency. Or Mavs get put out in the first round again next year, but are guaranteed Giannis in free agency. So the Mavs make the finals. Give us the sweep in the first round. (laughs) You'd rather have Giannis than make the finals, basically. Yes. Uh, He didn't say win the finals. Yeah, he (laughs) said just get win the finals. I would take that because rings are not uh, easy. But the Miami Heat actually made this deal and they made it to the finals and lost. And now they're not going to get Giannis, right? They already made made this deal. They sold their soul. But yes, if selling your soul to get Giannis means losing in the first round again, I will not only lose, let's just do this full sweep, get blown up by 20 every game and then get Giannis. (laughs) So you're in on Giannis. I think I might take the finals because then all of a sudden you have a finals contending team. And if you made it to the finals in the West, that means that Oladipo is probably at his peak. Luca and Porzingis, like then then they could get to the finals again. You don't need Giannis at that point. Um, true. I would just like the two time MVP to have a dynasty uh, in Dallas for the next decade. I'm also not going full Tim Cato and saying I don't want Giannis in Dallas. I'm not. I'm not pulling the full Tim Cato. That, that's a, that's going to be called for the rest of, of just, until he signs uh, yeah. the supermax. I just love that it's the it's the Cato. <laughs> All right, let's get into some of these trade rumors. So first one up, Drew Holiday is apparently available, and teams have been asking about Drew Holiday, according to Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo. As many as ten teams inquired about Drew Holiday yesterday which is uh, a lot of teams. So we've talked about Drew Holiday before. Perfect fit. Absolute perfect fit for the Mavericks. Uh, absolutely you know, great fit. Defensive player, great offensive player, all that kind of stuff. Some Can we s- talk about his nicknames on basketball reference? What are his is nicknames that, on basketball reference? He has three nicknames. Um, the first one, Drew Jay Blue. Holla. Jay what? Jay, Jay Holla. Jay Holla. Okay. Uh, the next one, The Druth. No. Pass. And the third one, are you ready? Nah. Kung Fu Drew. <laughs> Kung Fu Drew? I'm not lying. Those are the three nicknames. I just want to, I'm not that familiar with Drew Holiday, I'm, I guess, because I don't know these three nicknames. Are these real? Uh, do people call him these nicknames in, in New Orleans? Uh, we need Jake Madison to confirm this. <laughs> what if they call him Drew Orleans? That's better than that. Or Drew York. Or something like that. that's better than those nicknames, but yeah, I, I've I've never heard anybody call him that for sure. So anyway, you can keep going about Drew. <laughs> Drew Holiday. He uh, has a he's gonna make twenty six million dollars next year, twenty seven million dollar player option in that year with Giannis. So any trade that you make for him, you have to assume he's gonna pick that up. Uh, he is thirty years old, which is not that old, right? Um, but that is something you also have to to keep in mind. Uh, a straight up trade for Drew Holiday. I'm just going to get into it. Tim Hardaway, Curry, Ma- Curry or Maxi, pick one of the two. Number 18 and number 31 for Drew Holiday. It just doesn't seem like enough, but that trade does work. No, but th- that is a trade. 
that is there. I think ten. I think ten teams could probably beat that if ten teams inquired about him. But I think that's that's a starting point. Yeah, the same thing. Kind of with Drew is the same with Bradley Beal, except Bradley Beal I think gets a bigger offer. Yeah, you know the younger, longer for contract. Beale. Exactly. So, but even with Drew, I mean, you're looking at a guy that's under contract for this year, like you said, probably the year after that with that player option, which. That's not a lock. I mean, if he comes out and yeah. he helps the team get to the conference finals or the finals and is killing it, I mean, he could. Ver- I mean, everybody's gonna have money, assuming everything's you know whatever. Um, and he could and so, he could be on the verge of that ten year max too, right? I'm gonna, possibly, I'm gonna look that up yeah. real quick. I think he might. That might be that year where he could go up that but next. He, but even if yeah, even if Drew capitalizes on that, has this huge playoff run, helps a team, even if it's not the super max and or it's not some like super big dollar amount of money, he could still sign a four or five year deal with the team, four year deal with the team at I mean, twenty five, thirty million, you know. Yeah. So. But so he is he would be in that ten year. So if you're if you're in the NBA for 10 plus years, you get 30% of the cap and that's your max, right? Mm. So that's different than what he's getting now, which is what, 25%? Uh, and so he, uh, you know, that that would be a lot more, even though the cap might go down, but I think it's going to stay where it is. So he probably would turn that down to get that larger, to get that larger, you know, max deal. As long as he has a, a huge playoffs and that would be kind of betting on himself there. If he goes yeah. to Dallas and he kind of, I mean, but everybody's gonna way. have money that year. Exactly. Let's say he goes to Dallas and he, I mean, he's arguably the number two option in the playoffs over Porzingis or something alongside Luka. Yeah, hypothetically. And he's, yeah, hypothetically. Let's say that happens and they go to Western Conference Finals and or they even make you know finals run next year. He's gonna opt out and get a massive deal from not you know Dallas or whoever it is because he's still playing at this high level. My whole thing when it comes back to what you said of like the package and what teams can can beat you, I have four questions the Mavericks can ask. And coming up after the break, we'll talk about these four questions that Dallas has to ask themselves if they have a shot at Drew Holiday. All right, Isaac. Excellent tease. Excellent. Coming up. No, it is up. It's up. It's up now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent tease, Isaac. Drew, we're talking about trades for Drew Holiday. Uh I have a big one that requires multiple players and could could actually make sense. I have my four questions. I, I teased it and everything. I don't even get to ask the four questions. Oh, I usually we usually wait a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. Well, okay. Well, it goes into potential trade packages. <laughs> do you have a young piece? Yeah. Dallas. No. <laughs> do you do you have first to trade in a deal? Uh, I mean, long shot first because you still have a, you have a couple well, like a couple yeah, first that's going to New York this year. Okay, you have eighteen this year. Can you take eighteen on this salary? year? Thirty one, and then you have I think twenty twenty five. You can trade. Okay, can can you take on salary in this situation? You can theoretically take it on, but New Orleans doesn't have, have any it. contracts to shed, so that doesn't matter in this scenario. And then the last one: Do you have tradable contracts? Yes. So you have the tradable contracts. Taking on salary doesn't matter. You have a first that's 18 kind of, but it's not like a top 10 first. And then do you have a young piece? No. So that's the that's the type of thing of like when you look at the Miami type of deal, if they include Tyler Hero or you go to Denver, if Denver includes Michael Porter Jr., these are like pieces that Dallas just doesn't have. Like we love Jalen Brunson, but Brunson just not that. 
yeah, for lack of a better term, those are the trump cards for you know some of those mm. other teams. If they pull out those in a in a trade, then all of a sudden any package maps have is like screwed. So here's one that has multiple Pelicans players that I think is better than the one I presented earlier. All right, you do Tim Hardaway Jr., Curry, Maxi, Delon, and Brunson. So you're getting you know decent rotational players plus eight. So five five Mavs. So five Mavs, yeah, plus eighteen. 31 and the 2025 first round pick. So you're getting a future first, a current first, and then 31, which we've talked about, is essentially a first round pick, just with a lower, you know, and also with a you know lower salary, which I think that that pick should be more valuable than you know we give it credit for. For Drew Holiday, JJ Redick, and Darius Miller. Okay. The salaries make sense. Drew Holiday or JJ Redick's an expiring contract. Not sure if you're going to get anything from for him anyway, but. You do all that for for Drew and JJ Redick, and then you get Darius Miller. He's a, he has a non guaranteed deal; they'd have to guarantee that to make it work. But yeah, so you get all you get all those players. You get you know three picks that are pretty good. You know, basically all firsts for Drew yeah. Holiday. I, I think that's to me. I don't know if that's even enough because I still think they'd want an interesting yeah. player, like you said. But that's the best the Mavericks can do, in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah. they at least get JJ Redick back. The Mavericks, yeah. Team. But I yeah, still don't I still- think it would work. Yeah, I still don't think it's enough for Drew because we like these guys, but a lot of those guys are, you know, what, five through seven in a rotation. Yeah. And I would at least want, you know, either a high draft pick. Preferably, they're coming out of this with a young piece and a higher draft pick. Like, that's what you want, right, if you're New Orleans. The thing about New Orleans, though, is they already have their their number one and, like, two options, basically, right? They have Ingram, who's been an all-star. They have Zion Williamson. How many more of these star-type players, like, young star-type players, do they want to try and figure out? Wouldn't you rather have just some good rotational pieces to go around them? And, you know, because right now their rotational pieces are, you know, like, Etwan Moore still and, you know, Derek Favors wasn't that great this year. And Melly is pretty good, but... You know they have young players to try and figure out what to do, you know figure out what to do with them, but they just need some decent like rotation players. And I think Tim Hardaway, Curry, Maxi, and you know Brunson, even Delon, I think would be good for that team to fit around those guys. Yeah, uh, for sure, I, I totally get that one hundred percent. I think what gets stuck in our heads is we look at uh, you know an offer like Brooklyn, and it's like yeah, all right, yeah. well, in a vacuum, none of those players. <laughs> Yeah, they put Dinwiddie in there, Karis LeVert, you know, or even Jared Jared Allen. Allen. Like, all of a sudden, all those players are better than the ones the Mavs could send. Exactly. So, okay, so I actually have a a three-team. I really worked hard today. I've kind of just put Drew off when it comes to trade stuff because I just don't – I think we're out. I think there will be so many teams that are willing to give up more than what Dallas – (laughs) not is willing to offer, but more than what Dallas has. Dallas was probably one of the ten teams that inquired about him, and so probably all all nine of the other teams can offer more than Dallas. But Unless unless it's the Knicks. (laughs) Um. So I, I wanted to try to, I was like, all right, just for the sake of the pod, I want to try to come up with some type of realistic scenario in which Drew can end up in Dallas. So here is the three-team trade I thought about. Dallas, New Orleans, and Indiana. So Dallas would get Drew Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, who's under contract for two more seasons at $10 million a year. Who Tony East of Locked On Pacers calls dead weight. <laughs> exactly. That's why I put him in this deal. <laughs> right. So you get Drew Holiday, you take on the contract of Lamb, and Melly's like a throw-in in this deal because you need some like a body. The Pacers get Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi, and pick 31. Now, 
they don't have a pick in this draft. They don't have a first round pick. The Pacers don't yeah. because it goes to Milwaukee. They don't have a second round pick either because it goes to Milwaukee. Hey, ben, so, hey, ben there, guys. <laughs> so they don't have a pick. So getting thirty one in this deal, I think, is is good for them too. Yeah. They're giving up. The main thing for them is they're giving up Miles Turner. So the Pelicans Who are apparently want to trade anyway. The Pelicans would be trading Drew Holiday for Miles Turner, DeLon Wright, Jalen Brunson, and pick 18 from Dallas. Say that again. So, Say that again for me. So the Pelicans would, would basically be trading Drew Holiday for Miles Turner, mm-hmm. DeLon Wright, mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. and 18. Okay. So, so you get a first round pick, you get Jalen Brunson, and then you get Miles Turner as like the centerpiece of the deal. Yeah. If you think you can play with Zion and all that stuff as your stretch five, whatever. The Pacers, they're trading they're they're trading Miles Turner in this. They're getting off the contract of Jeremy Lamb, but they're basically trading Miles Turner for Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi, and then pick thirty one because they don't have a pick in the draft. And if you're Dallas, you obviously get Drew Holiday. And you're giving up Hardaway, Maxi, Delon, Brunson, and both of your picks, which is basically the deal that I laid out. But you don't have to give up Curry, right? No. Yeah, that, that's you a, give up Brunson instead because I think Brunson has more value than Curry to other teams. Yeah, that's an and you, you reunite Brunson with Josh Hart, which would be, which I think would be, be great on and off the court. I think that's an interesting deal. That is very Just all the way around. Yeah, I think that that's the the best one we've come up with for this. Because I started looking around, like, all right, are there teams out there that's looking to shed money that they will give you something? They will give you something that's enticing for Drew that New Orleans would want. Th- yeah, that New Orleans would want that you wouldn't want, but you would take on a contract in order to get. So that was just super hard. So then I was like trying to find other younger type players that could be that younger. You know, piece in the deal. He's doing air quotes to, uh, to to send to New Orleans. That, but then again, you have to ask yourself, what team out there who has a young piece? You're like, why won't they just go get Drew? And in this scenario, I don't think they would. I don't think the you know Pacers would go get Drew because they don't want to spend all this money moving forward in the future. Yeah. So the Pacers would probably look at this and say, we get a draft pick at 31. We get how much of Miles Turner do we get in Maxi at a cheaper cost? And then you get one year of Tim Hardaway Jr. And then they, you know, he's also an expiring contract. They do some of the Ola Depot. So that's that's my three teamer. We can throw it at Tony East and see what he says. Yeah, that one's interesting. We'd have to throw that at Jake Madison, Tony East, and see what they think about that. So, uh, all right, quickly, let's get to Gordon Hayward because I think this one's going to take the, the least amount of time before we get to, to Buddy Heald. Um, Gordon Hayward. He he's making like thirty four million dollars. He's a player option, but according to Ryan Rosillo and a couple other people, it seems like he wants out. He wants to to get traded. He's kind of the fifth option in their offense because he's been injured and out so much, and these young guys are jumping ahead of him. And Marcus Smart takes every shot he can get, you know, and, and stuff like that. They signed Kemba, you know, right on, right underneath him, so he's kind of like you know fifth option, thirty four million dollar player option he can pick up. If he picks that up, does it if it does it make sense for Dallas even to trade like Tim Hardaway, Maxi Delon, and a pick for Gordon Hayward? Well, see, I think you could get away with it uh, cap wise if it's just uh, Hardaway and Delon, because then you're you're right around. I know, four but is, or five is that million. enough for Boston? Yeah, I don't. You know, I think you almost have to add. You know, the pick in there. I think you have to add in eighteen. I don't think but, they have, it, but Boston doesn't care. They have yeah. Three first round picks. I was listening to. Uh, I was actually listening to Tony East and, and uh, from Lockdown Pacers and John Corrales of Lockdown Celtics today, 
And they did a crossover about a Gordon Hayward for like Miles Turner or Oladipo swap. And John Corrales of Celtics said that the Celtics just want two usable players <laughs> for Gordon Hayward, basically. That's what they kind of want because they're, they're a really like shallow team. And so to take Gordon Hayward and turn him into any kind of depth, you know, Tim Hardaway, Maxi, and DeLon, those are at least three usable players for them. I mean, is, is, yeah. DeLon didn't really play for the Mavericks, but is he better than like Brad Wanamaker? Would he be better no, option than Carson no, Edwards? You know what I mean? Like he would be better than they the, their options. They need a backup point guard. Yeah, they need a backup point guard, and so that's why I do think they're. You know, Brad Townsend, you know, sent out a tweet about Gordon Hayward today, and that's why I do think. Yeah, if it's something around, I think you're, the main question for Dallas, and it's crazy you think yourself, you think about this, but would you rather have Tim Hardaway or Gordon Hayward next year? Because I think yeah, if you're giving up Delon, he didn't really play that much. And, you know, let's say you have to add in one of the picks don't even really matter that much. But let's just, yeah, Gordon Hayward, Tim Hardaway Jr. in Dallas next year. Who would you rather have? And I I could hear both arguments, to be honest. I think you get a little bit more playmaking from Gordon Hayward. For sure. Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward did shoot at 38% from three last year. I was looking yeah. at some of his stats and stuff. So Good three-point shooter, yeah, but- good playmaker. He has higher upside than Tim Hardaway, too. He could become that third star, right? He. He's not yeah, he, if he's healthy. Yeah. He was that for the Jazz, but the health thing is just such a big deal. I mean, he he's looked all up and down and out of sorts, and he's become a dad multiple times since that. So I think maybe that has something to do with it. But but he See, I don't think he dealt with that I, injury, I would, and then he came back and was awful. And you know that year afterwards, which you expect, and then he was really slow coming in, and then he looked pretty good in the playoffs this past year. So he might yeah. be back, and if he is back, then that would be a pretty good risk for the Mavericks. I know. I think. There's limits that I would I would I would not go to if I was Dallas though. Like I think Boston would ask for Jalen Brunson instead of Delon. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I I think Gordon Hayward, his ceiling is higher than Tim Hardaway's in Dallas for next sure. year. But I th- here's the thing with it. I think if you're gonna get off the cap money too, if you're Dallas, that's the thing. It's like all right, if it's Tim and it's Delon and something like that, then it's like, all right, we'll take the injury, you know, even though Tim was a perfect fit, we'll take the a little bit of risk on Hayward this one year, but we're also getting off the long-term money in 2021 too. So yeah, there's a world I like, I would, I would be fine with it if they did something like that. Coming up, I want to talk a little bit more about Gordon Hayward. Would you want to trade for him if you had to do some kind of sign and trade with him? That seems like the other option for Gordon Hayward. And then we'll get into all the buddy heel talk. Should the Mavs, Consider trading for Buddy Heald. We'll answer that question more in depth to answer some of our listeners. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into uh, a little bit more about Gordon Hayward and a trade before we get to Buddy Heald. Um, so some of the other talk about Gordon Hayward is that he would want maybe to turn down that $34 million player option and then do some kind of longer-term deal. Take the money now, you know, if it's still there, and then sign a longer-term deal. Would you do a sign-and-trade Let's say he's making between twenty and twenty-five million for like three or four years, right? So that kind of takes you out of, you know, it sort of takes you out of the Giannis sweepstakes, but you could also make the contracts work long term that you could still make it happen. We're gonna talk about that with Buddy too. For like Tim Hardaway and Maxi for Hayward, right? Like you just only have to give up those two players if you do that sign and trade. Yeah, how much money did you say a year for? If Hayward? he'd make like twenty or twenty-five million, right? Because if he makes that over three years, that might make turning down the 34 million worth it yeah i would have to make the money equal out 
to where it doesn't ca- cut into the 2021 cap space. That would be my that would be my big yeah. main. So you thing. could do, and, yeah, yeah. So you yeah you do Tim Hardaway plus Maxi plus Delon as well, and then you'd have to also add Curry into that. And then at that point, you're like, <laughs> it's, no, it's too, too much, much salary at, at that point. Yeah. So that that one's kind of hard. So I don't think that Gordon Hayward trades are realistic. Uh, and I don't know if I would want unless it's an expiring. Like if it's a, if it's just a straight up, yeah. he picks up his player option, and there's something simple along the side. Like I could see that. I could see Dallas's angle of saying, "Hey, he's a little bit, you know, less of a three point shooter as Tim, but he also gives us a, a playmaking option a little bit too that we didn't have either." So I could see it. Though. It's the same deal as Oladipo at that point. We've talked about that you know several times yeah. over, but it's the same type of deal then, you know, for that. All right, let's talk about Buddy Heald. So we've mentioned him a couple times. We just did our Sacramento trade target, and apparently we didn't talk enough about Buddy Heald. We got some some requests to talk about him. And he's probably been the player I've been sent the most fake trades about, you know, on Twitter and, you know, other other angles, areas, angles, mediums, places, formats. Buddy Heald. Here's a couple things about Buddy Heald. So Instagram Buddy Heald. Instagram star Buddy Heald. Been, been, been playing some pickup basketball. He has been spotted in the Dallas facility. With no, I don't know if it's in Dallas facility. I it didn't looks see like it gym, to but, me, but but uh, yeah, I'm sure y'all have seen Willie Collistown's Instagram plants to pick up all Manuel Moutier, uh, Julius Randall, I think Tariq Black. But I saw uh, Buddy Hield that video. I was like, oh, here goes Mavs fans <laughs> right here. They're gonna flip out. Buddy Hield, his extension, his you know, kind of max ish extension kicks in next year. He'll be making 24.9 million, so basically 25 million next year. Then, in the big year where the Mavs want some cap space, he'll be making 22.9 million. Then it goes down to 19 and then it goes back up to 21 in the, you know, 2 years after that. So kind of an interesting deal, but it does decline, then it goes a little bit up at the end. But he's also he's almost 28. He's going to turn 28 before the season starts. And Drew Holiday's only 2 years older than him. <laughs> Doesn't really seem like it to me. Yeah. Seems like he'd be this young guy, but remember he came in as an older rookie because he had played, you know, played so long. And then he had that really weird thing where he was a year older than he said he was. Uh, <laughs> so then he just became a year older in the NBA randomly. So he's almost as old as Drew Holiday. He has this longer term deal, but there are deals that can make it work where the Mavericks could trade for him and still have max money in the summer of you know 2021. Uh, do you want to go through some of those deals? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah, when I got that, what, shout out to our boy, uh, was it Cameron? Uh, I think yeah, Cameron, Cameron, who he's a big buddy guy and wanted us to really talk about it too. So he'd, uh, he'd sent it in and was like, all right, let's talk about buddy. That's my main thing with buddy. I think I'm a little bit higher on buddy than you are. Yes. <laughs> um, my whole thing with, with buddy is, I mean, he's a 41% career three point shooter. Awesome. He shot 30, 39% last Great. year on nine threes a game. Yep in a vacuum he would fit here in Dallas. So my whole thing with this, if you can make the money equal out to where it doesn't cut into 2021, I'm listening. And I would go out a step further. I'm like, all right, what would it take for me to think about this deal even more? Sacramento setting at the 13th pick. Dallas is setting at the 18th pick. So if they said, we don't know what Buddy Hill's trade value is one, because some people say it, 
I mean, with it being so long, it kicking in next year, and this whole situation with him in Sacramento, he's not returning a text to Luke Walton, like all this <laughs> stuff. And it's like, is he? Are they just trying to get just rid themselves from this and be done with this contract and him in Sacramento? If you talk to Locked On Kings host Matt George, you, you think that you could just give him like a dryer or like a washing machine for him and just just take him off our exactly. hands at this so, point, you know? But but when you hear you know people like that, it's like, all right, Sacramento just was, wants to be done with yeah. it. So if they said, all right, we'll we'll move down from 13 to 18. We'll move down five spots, and you get Buddy, but we get 18, Seth, DeLon, and Maxi. And if they're sitting there saying, all right, how much of Buddy can we get in Seth Curry? We get DeLon right, and then we get Maxi, who can be a part of our front court rotation, whatever they do with Belitza and stuff moving forward, non-guarantee and all that stuff. Yeah. Maxi can play with Bagley, too. For sure. So, and then they they move down five spots. They're out of the Buddy Hill situation, not just situation, but they're out of having to pay Buddy Hill over twenty million dollars in the next you know four years of his life. <laughs> if you're Dallas, you're D- Dallas saying we're trading some depth in this in these three rotation pieces to get Buddy. You're not giving up any twenty twenty one cap space, and you're moving up five spots to guarantee you a spot at a Sadiq Bay or Aaron Neesmith. Because in twenty twenty one. Buddy's making twenty two point nine million. You just have to offset that in in future money that you trade out. So in that in that deal, you trade away Maxi Curry and Delon. That's twenty five point five million basically. So you're getting a little bit of you know, a little more cap space in twenty twenty one as well that you could you know definitely have a max deal at that point. So yeah, so so that deal would work. Would the Kings do it? I don't know. It just depends on what they think about about Buddy because they are also yeah. trading down. So they get, they lose some value there, but they also gain some value in three basically three rotation players for them because they're losing on their, you know, Corey Joseph wasn't that great for them this year. Uh, him and Delon could have a you know a, like some kind of competition in the backcourt. Yogi Ferrell's leaving them, uh, or he, he might stay, but he's a free agent. So you you get that Curry, you you know, like Isaac said, Maxi's a perfect big next to Bagley. I think like just to, would you add thirty one in that deal? <laughs> Knowing what, knowing how I view Be- Buddy, I would not. Like, if you know, if you, but to be honest, I would, I don't, I do not want to pay Buddy twenty five million next year and then twenty million for for the next three years after that because I yeah. think you can get enough of Buddy healed with Seth Curry. You have that elite three point shooter already at a lower deal, and what else are you getting from Buddy besides just elite three point shooting? And the Mavericks already have that in Curry. I understand that Buddy's a better player than Curry. He adds a couple extra things, but it's not enough for me to trade away another rotation player uh and then also have all this money, you know, lined up for Buddy for the next couple of years. Uh trading up is interesting for sure. That adds value to it, yeah. but I think that might be where the Kings would be like, ah, no, let's not do that. Yeah. But if you added 31 in that deal and they move down just five spots and they pick up an extra second rounder and they get these. So then you're hopefully getting Sadiq Bay, Aaron Neesmith or Aaron Neesmith and buddy. Yes. Yeah. And if you're Dallas, you look at it and say, all right, DeLon didn't play in the playoffs. You have Seth and, and Maxi key ro- rotation pieces and you're swapping out Seth and Maxi for Buddy Hield and Sadiq Bay, or Buddy Hield and Aaron Neesmith. Um, yeah, that's the only that's the only way. I don't want this to come across like Isaac is pro trading for Buddy. It's not that. It's it's the two things: offsetting money for 2021 and moving up in the draft to get up, moving up to Sacramento's you know pick in the draft to guarantee one of those wings. If you could guarantee both of those, 
I'm listening. I'm at least listening. I'm not saying I would do that deal hands down right now. I'm at least listening at that point. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're at least doing that. Um Yeah, that's that's what we got on buddy. Do you have a buddy deal? I my buddy deal was just Tim Hardaway with Dwight Powell, Curry, Delon, and maybe a pick for Buddy, Rashawn Holmes, and Corey Joseph. Take Corey Joseph off their hands. Mm. You know, Rashawn Holmes and Dwight is, you know, that swap. They're kind of the same player, just a little bit more money. Cost controlled, you have him for longer for Sacramento. Uh, maybe you throw a pick in there. The you know, you still have the the room in twenty twenty one, and then they get off Buddy. Maybe get the thirty first pick. Maybe get the eighteenth pick. That's my deal for Buddy. I don't even think I would do that to be honest. See, but. I think I think yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think if you're Sacramento, I think they would they would for sure entertain a swap around Tim Hardaway. And like eighteen for Buddy, I think they would entertain that right now, hands down. They wouldn't even hang up. Yeah, it's just if you're if you're Dallas in that scenario, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking on that twenty one. I mean, that's that's cap, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but if you put if you put Dwight Powell, Curry, and Delon in there, then that offsets that twenty twenty one money, so it's you wouldn't like have to worry about that. Million. And then you take on Rashawn Holmes and Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph's non guaranteed next year, I think, or at least he's a, he's an expiring yeah. contract. Rashawn Holmes, I think, is also the same thing. So, and if Rashawn Holmes was great in Sacramento, imagine what he could be with Dallas. I will say that about Buddy. I know I said this before to you, but I think what we've seen Tim Hardaway, what happened to him in Dallas playing with Luca yeah. and in the system, I, I do think if you put Buddy Hield, I feel like he's getting uh, it's going like the reverse for him now, like how people view him. And I get it. Well, I'm, stocks I'm going like, down I'm, for sure. Yeah, stocks going down, and I get it. I'm there with a lot of it. But I will say, I think if he was in a system like Dallas, we could see the best version of Buddy in the NBA. What's the best version of Buddy in the NBA, though? Like, what what does he max out at? Who's a player out there that you can compare him to? Oh, I don't want to say and throw names out. You know what? But you know what I mean? Like, it it feels like he's already. I mean, twenty point per game score. How much better can he be? (laughs) He's a twenty point per game score right now. His efficiency would be way up. You could, you know, design a bunch of plays for him and. You know, run him off screens and stuff, and and do that. But the Mavs off. The, the I mean, other could, thing is, the, give you the other thing is, how much better would the Mavs offense be? It's already one of the most efficient offenses in NBA history. So that's another reason why I'm just out on a buddy trade, even a Gordon Hayward one. I'm just kind of out on because how much better do you want to make this offense? The defense is what needs to improve. The Mavericks can score on anybody right now. They they just need to stop someone, <laughs> anyone. And I don't think these two guys are going to improve your defense enough. To garner like losing assets like that, Drew Holiday is different though, and for sure, yeah. Oh, hands down, you can go get Drew. You go get Drew in a heartbeat. Do it. Would Greg Logan vote for Buddy Hield first team all defense? (laughs) And Luca, (laughs) he would do that, I think. Uh, Yeah, I've seen uh, people bring a full circle to elections. Like, who would vote for Kanye West? Mike, have you all seen Greg Logan? Do we know what Greg Logan's ballot looks like? Um, (laughs) But. uh, Anyway, yeah, I think that's where we land. Drew Holiday would love him in Dallas. Yeah. I think it's very hard to get him. I think it'd be easier to get Gordon Hayward, although that whole situation seems weird to mm-hmm. me. And Buddy, there would have to be a lot of the boxes checked off for me of like equaling out money and trying to move up in the draft in order for me to take him on. So there's three guys that we talked about. Today. Yeah, I don't think the, the, the Buddy makes the Mavs that much better, you know, especially if they're getting rid of. At least in my scenario, you kept Tim and Buddy. That's interesting, for sure. That's interesting. So there you go. That's some trade rumors. We'll be back tomorrow talking more about the NBA return. There's some really interesting stuff happening with the NBA return. We'll talk about why it's not ridiculous that the players voted 
for the NBA to return around Christmas. We'll talk about our excitement, all that. Talk about that tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, to Lockdown do you want to argue? Do you want to argue about the uh, the play-in <laughs> tournament? tournament? No, we, let's set it up no, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, you can get an argument between Nick and myself about this dumb play-in tournament. In this corner, weighing in at approximately seven thousand Twitter followers, it's Isaac Harris. And in this corner, is that what I'm at? <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening, to Lockdown Maps. The Atlanta Hawks trade for Bradley Beal. Doesn't sound bad, right? Doesn't sound that bad. But then you realize that would mean they'd have Trey Young and Bradley Beal as a point guard and shooting guard. That would be the worst defending backcourt I have seen in my life.